Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. uh, That was, um, and I am, uh, and we are. So that you can be able to use those sentence openings now when you're doing your edits at home. Mm-hmm. Nice. To make me say almost anything <laughs> on your own little version. So imagine you do on cassettes. And then you'll talk about that and you used to go on your radio broadcast and you say, well, I used to listen to Absolute Radio and I used to take the little bits from their sentences and then make them into different things. <laughs> <laughs> can you ever... Uh, so, um, this is Frank Skinner on uh, Absolute Radio. Mm-hmm. Aptly mm-hmm. enough. And um, I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. I'm scratching my arm furiously, but you don't need to know that. Uh, you can text us on 81215, and we love to hear from you because you're you. Follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website, www.slash.com.dot.dot.slash.dot.absolute.com. We've had one punter already. One punter's in. Mm. Punter on the line. Yep. This is 300. It is. <laughs> I don't mean Gerard Butler. No. Um, that is Gerard Butler, in it? In the film 300? I don't know. I thought Gerard oh. Butler was in Suede. I no, met Gerard Butler. Isn't that Brett Butler? You Brett met Gerard Anderson. Butler? He said, um, have we met before? Oh, and I wow, said, you good. said that to me last time I met you. <laughs> he's good. Oh, he's good. Oh. Um, 300 says... Who is he again? Oh, he's in thank- 300. <laughs> Thanks for that. Oh, I've seen 300. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen 300. Uh, 300 says, one week till Perkins. Very exciting. Now, this isn't a, a date with Sue Perkins. No. <laughs> no. This is, of course, what is it, Frank? It's your big moment, isn't it? Is, the, is it Little Train Driver? This is my moment. <laughs> um, Perkins is the name of my character in Doctor Who. Are you in Doctor Who? Yeah, did I not mention it? Are you in Doctor Who? <laughs> Get yeah. away. Frank, can we have a Who alert every time you mention Doctor <laughs> oh, Who? God. I, I'm probably getting Who alerts on my phone as we speak, <laughs> which I think I haven't switched off, actually, now I come to mm. mention it. Good point. Anyway, so we one week... We all do airplane mode, even during the first link. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't so, hear... Alan Cochran was going on and on in the background. <laughs> well, that's because we were talking about Perkins. Yes. Um, uh, one yes. week till Perkins. Well, yeah, I mean, it's one week to, to the story. <gasps> um... But on tonight's Doctor Who, I might, I might appear. <gasps> Shut no, up! Because there is... Um, they do do next, ne- next, next time. Week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they always do next Stop time scratching. at the end with a, with a bit of a trailer. So um, I might get in the trailer. Who can say? How exciting. Oh. So, yeah, so this, th- this could be it. Did they make you um, record that specially? So it's like coming up next week, and you turn to camera a bit awkward. They just all do a little bit of next week's yeah. story. I don't yeah. think. They- well, I tell you what. <laughs> interestingly, I've, I've spent since I did the Doctor Who. I've spent um, many an hour fretting about my performance, whether it was good enough. But now we get closer. Well, haven't we all love? I know. Mm-hmm. As we get closer, I'm sort of thinking, oh, God, who cares? I mean, yeah. you're, in, so, you're in Doctor Who. So my, my excitement is. Um, has uh, overtaken my personal dignity. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Stop that Can I just say that hasn't happened for years. If any friends, <laughs> if any friends of Frank's are listening, anyone who calls you during the forty-minute period or whatever that it's on, I think you defriend them instantly. Well, if I had any friends, I would certainly do that. But um, I'll just switch my phone off. I'm okay. thinking of getting to one of those family gatherings. You know, you know these ones you hear about when everyone gathers around the telly and then they've been cut out of the episode completely. Oh. Oh. I'm thinking of having one of those. 
What I'd like is if the Doctor Who people would send a bit with me completely cut out that I could then show, and then I could go, ha ha, oh, and then show the real one. Prankhead. I just don't want that record knocking about in case it accidentally gets, <laughs> gets broadcast. That could, I can use that as my excuse if I'm not in it. Yeah. That was the bogus one that they. Uh, <laughs> I'm planning ahead. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Is it too soon for another Doctor Who missive? Uh, well, let's get them out of the way, otherwise, because people get angry when I talk about Doctor Who on the show, I've noticed. Well, 760, dear Mr Radio, the delicious Miss M, and LCS. Uh, I think that's Lecoq Sportif, LC- isn't it? LC who? LCS, <laughs> Lecoq Sportif. Can Miss M and Lecoq do me a favour, please? When Frank said, I might be on the trailer next week, did he smile and raise his eyebrows in a way that meant he knows he will be on the trailer? Is it a genuine maybe? I wouldn't want to have to sit through a whole episode of Doctor <laughs> Who not to see Frank at the end, but will put myself through it if you will definitely be on. Cheers, Dandy Man. I feel your pain, Dandy Man. Oh, come oh. now, come now. Um, I, I honestly, I don't know. Okay, but oh, there will be a trailer. There will be a trailer for my episode. I, they don't let you see anything in advance. I really don't know. I might not be. In, I might have been caught completely. In fairness, you do say quite a lot of things with a smile and a raise of your eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it is, it <laughs> it's partly how you perform. <laughs> so yes, it's hard to I, know I'm whether sort, or not. I'm sort of stuck with that. It's my general excitement at life. Yeah. Wow. Life. I just don't understand that. Who oh, life? Who <laughs> life? <laughs> That's how it should have gone. Like but it's, yeah, it's really go. affected your songwriting career, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you could imagine saying, oh, I don't know, maybe to go live. No, no, go live at the end. <laughs> I had, um, I'd like to ask your advice Stop about scratching. something. I, I don't... keep scratching his like, arm and it's bringing... You should the, say Frank's been bitten. Been bitten bringing again. the parent out in me, cos I say, Stop scratching. Stop picking that. Stop mm. doing that. Quite a lot. That's my role in, in the home. There's a, um... Charlie's on to buy him some drugs. There's a children's... He's strung out! <laughs> there's a children's, um, TV programme called In the Night Garden. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm familiar with it. Um, and last night... Cat did a rather fabulous pun and said, uh, "In in the bite garden. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where we live." Did she say more like at the end? Um, I don't know if she did or not. <laughs> I was too busy raising my eyebrows and smiling. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> what, about, what about when I asked Buzz yesterday if he had a girlfriend, and he said, "No, but I've got a balloon." <laughs> I thought it was a brilliant response. It is. <laughs> I wish I'd used that in all the times I was single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if someone comes up to you, you know, you know when women are casually <laughs> investigating, they say, so have you, uh, have you got a girlfriend? <laughs> no, no, but I've, um, I've got a balloon <laughs> in my pocket, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, no, no, oh, no, no. So, um, I... I yeah. like to ask your advice, because you're people of the world. I had a, a, th- a moment this week where um, I reached for my dressing gown. Mm-hmm. I own, I think I've got four, maybe five dressing gowns at home. Come on, try and keep the feet on the ground. You're estranging yourself from the. Uh, well, the I've been people. given. I've been you've given dressing. That you've got about two hundred suits. I've been given dressing gowns by people. It's given um, dressing gowns. Yeah, by I've people. got three of them. Are monogrammed. What? Oh, lovely. With your initials or just hotel ones? Like? Yeah, no, Holiday Inn. <laughs> no, no, with, with my initials, yeah. But they were gifts. I would never, um, I would never go. I'd never mix toweling and embroidery. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
That's my motto. But I never, ever, ever wear a dressing gown. I, and when I went to put one on, I thought, you know, I, I realised that now I have no idea what they're for, why people use them. It's the idea that you use them when you first get up. Mm. Is that when you put it on? Yes. I think so. You see, I have at least five. But what's the point of... Robes. What's the point? What's the point well, what's of What's the point of on? the shirt you're wearing? <laughs> <laughs> well, because people will see the shirt. I'm going out. But why Why not just put on... A jumper. ...clothes? Because yeah. it's lovely and comfy. and you Cosy. Can, yeah, nice and cosy. And you can put them on... Um, let's say there's a tradesman at the door... Yes. You can, you can look respectful without ha- respectable, sorry, without having to get entirely dressed. No. No. I wouldn't want to go to the door in toweling. <laughs> no. No. Hon- honestly, I'm uh, I'll put on yesterday's clothes until I shower. Do you? Cuz I think I'll give them one last hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll put yesterday's socks, yesterday's pants, yesterday's everything on. No. Then I'll go and have breakfast and stuff and and deliberately eat in quite a devil may care way cuz I know I've got yesterday's clothes on. This isn't true. No, it's Surely absolutely not. true. Doesn't, doesn't everyone <laughs> do that? No. No. They're still dirty, so you know, you're not going to do any harm to them. So you're still dirty. Some, you're at, you're both at the same state. You've got dirty together you and yesterday's clothes. <laughs> So it's it's you know on a natural uh, c- continuum, whereas the dressing gown. We'll come back to this. You've been warned if you want to find another <laughs> station. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, and the other thing I wanted to know about dressing gowns. Mm. Yeah. Is the is this the concept? Now this is a serious question. Is the idea that you have a shower and then you put on a dressing gown instead of drying yourself on the towel? And the dressing gown, because it is a towel mm. garment, mm-hmm. a, a garment towel, if you will, then it just dries you. And then absorbs as you, the moisture as you move about, so you don't have to dry yourself before you put the dressing gown on. Is that how that works? I don't know. Well, I do, because (laughs) opinion is divided on this issue. Oh. I have seen shock expressed when I've gone straight for the the robe post-shower. Who on earth sees you at that stage? (laughs) I can't possibly imagine. Okay, okay, okay. Um, But, yeah, I've seen shock expressed. If you're, if I'm putting it straight on, because some are purists and think you should use the towel, and uh-huh. then and th- use the towel and then wear a towel. Yeah, they're over egging the pudding, surely. <laughs> Can I say um, I, what I won't tolerate is the waffle robe, oh. it's like sandpaper. Is that like they sometimes oh, give you yes. in a spa? Waffle with the paper pants. I was given one only yesterday. I was, I was going for a swim and the woman said, "I said, Can I have a big towel, please, because I'm going to go to the swimming and then the, you know, the the shower." Mm. She went, oh, have a robe as well, because it's raining outside. It'll be cosy. <laughs> and I, I very nearly just thrust it straight back and said, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to need that. When, when in between being wet and being dry, am I going to need, like, a mm. stay of execution did, garment? It's not, did you say, it's not my home. I'm not going to go and watch a DVD in a dressing gown, am I? <laughs> did you say, is, is it a waffle robe? <laughs> you want me to say waffle robe? <laughs> is it a robe? like Toby Jones. Is you it like a robe? Is it a robe de waffle? <laughs> 
No, the rub. I quite enjoy it. Occasionally, I never do people's accents, but occasionally you, you say something which just gives me pleasure. Mm. I saw Torby Jones was in something this week, and I thought of it's, you. It was excellent. Yes, I've heard that. Watched it. It's mm. really, really good. I'm going to um, I'm going to do one of those iPlayer things. Oh, I don't know if you got that long. Uh, Maybe till. Well, Tuesday what have you heard? <laughs> Um, um, actually, we've had a text in from 760 saying, I'm gowned up to the max right now, and I was the same last night. Hashtag awesome gowns. Last oh, night? Lovely. Last now night. You see, this is the other thing, when people put them on at night before they go to bed. Like they oh, wanna, always. It's like they want to let everything air before they <laughs> before yeah. they go to bed. But have you never... I've fallen asleep in a row. Yeah, but what, why on earth would do you need something between clothes? <laughs> That's why they're called bed clothes on your bed. Because your normal clothes are replaced by your bed clothes. I thought bed clothes was the sheets on the bedding. Yeah, they are. I think oh, right, Frank, yeah, yeah. Frank it's all, it's all has... Bed <laughs> I thought you meant pyjamas. They're not the clothes of the bed, if that's what you're thinking. No. There I've... isn't like a bedswear shop where mattresses are going in to get uh-huh. made to measure suits for wedding nights. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. I, can I be honest, darling? I think that problem with you... Oh, God. The, the oh, this is quite a big <laughs> opening yeah. You know the dressing gown conversation? We're parking that. Okay. And now we're going to do the problem with you. <laughs> so I, I put some music on for the, for the li- Let's listeners. Let's put some music on and yeah. I'll be back in a bit with the problem with you. Aye, aye, aye. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Hey, on 8.12.15, the texts have started coming in thick and fast about this, uh, what I can call, dressing gown gate. Mm. Um, uh, dry first, as you will have a wet dressing gown when you next put it on, says yeah. Richard. Yes, Emily. All right. Uh, never mind that. You could argue the same about using was towels. That, or was that a demonstration of the text coming in thick uh, and no, fast? No, that was just one. <laughs> that was just one. Uh, 514 has also said, isn't it just normal to sleep in pants? I'm with you, I wear a cotton boxer short, and when I jump out of bed I would probably put on some jogging bottoms and a hoodie, which I think have replaced the dressing gown. Wow, when when you're off for a midnight crime? (laughs) Yeah. No, you know that that they apparently sell less wristwatches now, because people have got phones and they check the time on their phones, so the watch is being threatened, but I think the dressing gown is, is being directly threatened by the hoodie. Good. (laughs) <laughs> you do get the hooded dressing gown Where does that leave us in Box- this argument? Boxing That's All my uh, robes I don't call them dressing gowns I call them robes Could okay. you start calling them dressing gowns please I think it will bring you closer to our class level <laughs> Oh I'm Just- good thank you <laughs> um, Yes and also I grew up on that film The Robe Every Christmas <laughs> about Jesus I don't know if that had been called the dressing gown I've currently, I, I currently have five robes On just the one hook well, that must be straining if they're all <laughs> sopping wet. Yeah. It is straining. Are some of them silk? Is that, is that why it can no, take the No, they're pretty much mainly toweling. I oh. But I, I've just remembered, I never told you the, the, the problem with you. Oh, yeah, the problem oh, yeah. with me. So the problem with you is that I think the robe itself, the toweling robe, mm. in some ways, um, it's inherently very decadent. It's about um, just luxuriating and lounging around. There's no real purpose for it. And so I think we, perhaps that's why you're I'm not a fan. I'm glad you've said the last bit. Yeah, there is mm. no purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And I think you, with your somewhat hair shirt approach to life, <laughs> I think you think what's the Should point? To say hair it? shirt is the uh, man I've been living with as, uh, <laughs> as a friend and lover for the last twenty years. German, isn't he? German, German. but he's a nice bloke. 
anyway, next week on The Problem With You, <laughs> yes. I'll be discussing something else. No, I think I, that's the, what it is, Frank. Well, it's fun. well you, say, you say that, but I, at the same time, I was slightly affronted by... Kath will wear a dressing gown with a, a non-matching dressing gown belt. She'll wear a belt <laughs> from another <laughs> dressing oh gown. Now, you'd think someone, is, who, as you say to me, is trying to more into dressing down than dressing gown would think, yeah, that's it, you show the dressing gown, it's not as fancy <laughs> as it thinks. I'm appalled by it. Oh, yeah. I'm appalled by the juxtaposition. I hate to throw a spanner in the works further, but we've had two different text messages I wish I had a sound effect jingle then. Of a, a spanner, spanner arriving That would be good. <laughs> we should get that. Can we sort that down and see a spanner arriving in works? Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, 371 has texted, bathroom and dressing gown, two different items of clothing, two yes. exclamation marks. 594, I think you're confusing dressing gowns with bathrobes, just saying. That's Linda. I think you'll find they're exactly, the same. they're exactly the same item. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same item. What is, um, if you take it in one room, it becomes a, a bathrobe, and in another room, it becomes a dressing gown. I don't know. If there's tissue in the pocket, it's a dressing gown. That's my motto. <laughs> Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Stop scratching. I I saw, um... <laughs> Sorry. I saw, that must be really annoying for people at home. Yeah. I saw uh, a very cool character yesterday in the street wearing, oh. uh... A dressing gown. No, he was, he was wearing, as, as, you, as you would imagine, he was wearing a, a woolen hat. Uh-huh. Quite a oh, loose-fitting woolen. No, it was quite a loose, you know, and it was all cool. Oh, right. and, oh yeah. Ooh, baby. <laughs> was kind he? of a hat. <laughs> and, he, uh, sounds very, he sounds very cool. <laughs> Ooh, baby. <laughs> no, he was very cool. But it, it did strike me that uh, the woolen hat is probably... At its peak at the moment, it doesn't have a peak. No, but it's, it's absolutely. It's. I mean, it's. It's never been more fashionable. Well, the, the beanie. The woolen hat indoors. The woolen hat indoors, well. the woolen oh, indoors in particular. When someone does that, I just think they've not washed their hair. That's what I think. Mm. If they've got a woolen hat on and they're keeping it on, they've just not washed their hair that day. Yeah. See, I always think enormous operation scar. So <laughs> I, I, I never mention it. What's <laughs> um, the difference? Yeah, I'm. I'm very sensitive person. I, uh, but it did, it suddenly occurred to me, how odd, that when the woolen hat is absolutely at its height, the bobble no, I, has, has, has completely dropped out of Well, the fashion. bobble was popular last AW, wasn't it, Emily Dean? Well, the bobble is popular, and other things I never thought I'd say this morning, in, um, in a sort of hipster. Mm. It's in a bit Eastern ironic. Europe, I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> fixed, wheel, fixed wheel bike. No, big in Eastern beards, London. Shoreditch type. Is it? Yes. Yeah, I never a see a bobble anymore. No, well, those aren't your, mm-hmm. that's not your world, darling. No. Well, it used to be. I mean, I, uh, the bobble you had were a used to be every, No, I was a football fan. Well, I still am. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is what, what made me think about it. Is yeah. This way, I, I haven't done this for a while. But I spent. I went out in a football shirt, not to a match. I just oh, wore dear. it. As, I wore a football shirt as casual wear. Oh, did you have three-quarter length trousers and wrap-around shades? Uh, and I had my head shaved just for the day. Yeah. Um, no, I. I just. It's. It's a night. I think there are certain football shirts you can wear as casual wear. Mm, and now I know no. you're both looking very dubious. I think it's a bit insufficient evidence party. If it's an like it. international strip from an obscure, non-successful country, mm. right. or the away strip from the past of your own team, right. I think that's acceptable. It's it's all about so periphery. Specific. Yeah, it's about peripheries. That's what it's about. 
sometimes people can get away with um, with an obscure international team as well. Oh, I just said that. Uh, did you? I mean, how embarrassing. I can't... <laughs> I thought you said... Uh, I can't even look at you. No, oh, I you mean a club team? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gone too. I'm, oh, right, no, I meant, so like, I could, for example, eight or I, wore, a... I wore a Switzerland uh, shirt. Did you? Well, that's pretty neutral. Yeah, a Switzerland shirt from about 20 years ago. I felt okay with that. Oh, that's fine. Well, you, I, sort of you, know, well, you may have felt wear. okay, but let me tell you this. Yes, you can't wear football shirts with casual wear. I would normally yeah. agree it's with you. It's unacceptable. You can wear them with smart stuff, though. That, that <laughs> does pass. No, oh, imagine wearing that. That's good. Black tie black with a football with a... shirt underneath. I mean, I must say, in the old days, I would never have gone shopping in, in a rosette. <laughs> you just don't do it. But you do see quite a lot of people. But I think if it's a contemporary shirt, it's out of the question. Mm -hmm. But if it's something a bit odd, or um, on, that people say, oh, what's that? And you say, oh, it's a San Etienne away, 1990s. That's all right, I think. Nice, yeah. You with me on this now, Em? Well, I don't know, but I'm going to start wearing my Formula One jumpsuit. Mm. We're all doing that then. That'd be brilliant. We had the mm. complaint today that we gave away the pole positions on the news. <laughs> oh, we did. Uh, for <laughs> Formula absolutely. One. The guy was they, absolutely furious. I believe he yeah. referred to us as idiots. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's the trouble with the news. They're always letting stuff <laughs> leak about what's currently happening in the world. <laughs> I keep telling them to, you know. <laughs> Be more secretive about yes, it. Yes, I, I, I listen to the whole news going, Spoilers! <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I don't know if there's any gardeners listening, but uh, I, I, I did the, um, the wrong thing yesterday. I, I, I cut a wet lawn. Oh. You're not supposed to cut a wet lawn. Is that right? Yeah. It's difficult in this country. To yeah. not sometimes. Unless I've got some form of... They used to have a, a cover at the um, Warwickshire County Cricket Ground that went across the whole, more or less the whole thing, called the Brombrella. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, lovely. it was clever. And um, unless I did that... Anyway, I, 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 I had to cut it. It was getting... I, I was, it was starting to look like... You know one of those gardens that you get in a street where you think uh, someone's gone wrong in that family? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly. You know those gardens? Yeah. Yes, that uh, was our garden. I have to say, our okay. Keith had a garden. That um, what happened was that during the... You remember those gale, the Michael Fish gales? Yes. Yeah, the Great Storm. They blew over the... Um, he had a sort of a picket fence on the side of his uh, garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are we talking front or back? Front. Okay. And it blew down, and I said uh, to Keith, you need to put that... He said, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll just... I'm a bit busy, but I'll do it. I'll do it the weekend. So, next weekend, he still hadn't done it. Um, two years passed. <laughs> <laughs> and the lawn claimed our Keith's fence for its mm -hmm. own. Yeah. It grew in and out of it, oh. and um, it sort of disappeared into the lawn, the fence. It was, if you can imagine watching a Mississippi river boat mm. and one of the blades steadily going just as it goes into the water and then disappears. That's what happened with the, with the fence into Arcade's lawn. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I don't want that. No. I don't want to be seen as, you know, one of the... There's, there's trouble in that house, gardens. So uh, I took it on wet yesterday. And I think that's why I've been bitten. I think the garden... You really are scratching a lot now. Yes, it's when, getting when worse. When you did it a second ago, the producer walked away from where you were doing it. I think, so, I'm, uh, I, think I might be off to yeah. A&E or something after. 
Or is that that Naturist magazine from the 70s? <laughs> that was H&E. <laughs> <laughs> um, never see that anymore, do you? No. no. What, Naturist or that magazine? Nature, do Naturist still exist? I bet there's at least four. I'm saying five. There's five Naturists listening now to this programme. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved a Naturist with they their might... 1970s bodies. Lovely. Yeah. They might be fans of the dressing gown. Who knows? I went out with a Naturist. What, this you? isn't a joke. It does feel like there's a punchline coming. It does sound like I went, out with, I went out with a mermaid once. Thirty-six, twenty-four, and three and six a pound. <laughs> No, I did go out with like the naturist. It was sort of, um... Uh, an eye-opener? The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Um, this is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran uh, this morning. Why don't you text us on 81215, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website... Now, we, we, we have quite uh, an unusual uh, thing today. It, when this show started, we used to have guests on every mm. week. And, uh, well, we, and we, we decided stopped. We stopped, yeah. Um, I don't recall why. I think I had a big thing about it. Went for, in the cafe after for brunch, <laughs> and I said, oh, that's yeah, I, I've had enough of guests. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> shortly after, we stopped. So, um, I was, but, but, you know, but we make exceptions... Occasionally, yeah, we had uh, we had Neil Gaiman on uh, not too long ago, and we've got uh, David Badil is with us later in the show, mm -hmm. um, selling stuff. <laughs> so uh, say that like he's got a bric-a-brac. <laughs> I think it makes him sound like he's got a stall in some Turkish <laughs> bazaar. Those blokes, the blokes that used to come in the pub on a Friday night with seafood <laughs> in a basket. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so um, David will be. <laughs> he'll be. You know later. where he'll be right now. He'll be. He always drives. Never, never takes car. I've noticed. Never takes cabs. I bet you. Because he did drive to the Baftas once. This I, is how often he drives. He'll I'll be say he's in his dressing gown now. Oh. He, he favoured oh. a dressing gown. He'll be driving around trying to sort out his parking. That's what he'll be doing. Surely he won't drive in today, will he? I don't know. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you looked at me the producer. Is he? Um, <laughs> she doesn't know. She okay. says she doesn't know. She doesn't want to say no. We've sent him a car in case we have another <laughs> guest on at some time, mm -hmm. and we don't feel they're worthy of a car. Good point. You have to think ahead in this oh, job. Yeah. You know, I, I know it looks like she just stands in the corners laughing, but uh, <laughs> she has to do. Um, I think it's is it four things? Or is it three? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, okay. Anyway, Chris Evans. <coughs> George Clooney uh, got married this week. As, they say, as they say in the newsroom, <laughs> Suchet. <laughs> George Clooney got married. He did. He sure did. Clooney got married. Why the secrecy, George, though? Why, mean, the, why the discretion? You mean enough people don't know about it? Oh, he went very OTT, didn't he? Big, isn't it? It's Big. Big? Big. I don't know about Venice. Would you get married in Venice? I hated Venice, but, um... <laughs> of course you, you hated did. It. Have you seen the prices it. of those pizzas? Do you know what? I... We went, and it just rained. It rained and rained and rained, and I didn't have a good meal, not a single nice <laughs> You're meal. You're sounding so British right now. I just didn't enjoy Venice, and it's one of those things where there are places that I could go back to all the time, and Venice is... I just... Oh, I, I had a bad start, and it's staying. Mm. I mean, I wasn't invited anyway. <laughs> I had this thing but in Venice. Had I, been, I had went a bad there. 
The like, first no. five times I think I went there, the woman I, I went with a different woman Why? every time. Legend. Why? You're <laughs> listening we, to Absolute Legend. But, but <laughs> I split up. We split up after the Venice trip. On uh, me and Kath actually split up at the airport coming uh, back uh, from Venice. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was. It was uh, yeah. Um, but we got back together, obviously. But the other ones, no. no so it, I saw it as the absolute kiss of death to my relationships. Mm, well. So, uh, but oh. I do. It's beautiful. I mean, Venice. Let's, let's hope George isn't listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this with my mouth. People are thinking he's got a mandolin. No. <laughs> the thing very is with a wedding. In, very good impersonation the, of a mandolin. Thanks. The thing is with a uh, a wedding in Venice is what I like about a wedding is the old tins on the back of the car when oh, they yes. drive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> As they go off, hey, just married. Uh-huh. In Venice, yeah. it's just you put the tins on the back of the gondola. Just, oh, yeah. yeah. All you can hear is. You might catch some sprats by the end. Yeah, you'd be lucky if you catched even a even a sprat. <laughs> but uh, so that would put me off. But I, I have been slightly uh, fascinated by the whole um, thing. Yeah. I don't like, normally like the read the whole George Clooney thing. Well, I don't normally read that much showbiz stuff, but well, you yeah. can't avoid this one. No, no we'll come, we'll come out. We'll to talk. It. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, we've had a text from Dan in, in sort of sunny South End. He says, uh, "Frank and the Super Gang, we'll take that. We'll take that." Uh, I split from a seven-year relationship in Venice. Thankfully, we didn't get back together. Yes, a beautiful place. (laughs) Um, This is a strange text in that we're now running on commercial radio. Have you split up with someone in Venice? Venice. Or or post-Venice. Or post-Venice. Or been there and not enjoyed it. Venice is not the place to go. If you're in love with someone, it seems. I think that the problem is with Venice is it's full of people who walk around holding hands and Mm -hmm. kissing on bridges. Yeah. I mean, standing on bridges. And uh, they, uh, that makes you... So if there's any flaws at all yes. in your relationship, they start to show up. Now, the thing is, those people are probably overcompensating because they're in Venice and they think, mm-hmm. that'll be romantic, I suppose. Yeah. So it's a terrible... It's a, it's a vicious um, circle, as I think the French say. Mm-hmm. Some sort of circle. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they seem like a nice couple, don't they? Clooney and Amal. Do they? Don't they? Right. I, I, I wouldn't want to go out with a human rights lawyer. Why not? <laughs> oh, you can just imagine everything you say. Oh, I've had a terrible day. Oh, have you had a terrible day? What about the people <laughs> in the third world? I couldn't live with that. Right. Yeah. Couldn't live with it. She looks... Um, she's, she looks nice. Yes, she looks nice. She yes. entered to the tune of um, Here Comes the Bride, which I thought was a bit... <laughs> not something you often hear at weddings these days. No, if, if I got... Yeah. Benny Hill sketch. If I got married in Venice, I'd want to go down the altar. Who let the doge out? <laughs> <laughs> Did she come to a proper? Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, there, I'm sorry. And then uh, there was a jazz trio. There was a jazz trio, which yes. apparently Bill Murray was particularly into. That's pretty cool. I think he might have been the only one. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't really into it, was he? He's drunk and thinking, oh, it's jazz, I better pretend I like jazz because that makes me sound well, I cleverer. Thought, I thought that when reading the article and then later on it says that Bono was there so I suspect he was just thinking, oh, this is great, I better enjoy this before he picks up a guitar and starts <laughs> doing one of his songs to us all. He, w- Bono- he was going around giving his album out to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, imagine Bono at the wedding. How many people were coming up going, I just need to get this off my <laughs> iTunes. Yeah, Do you know how to do it? He'd turn up, laid him down, he'd be like David Baddiel with his copies of his books this morning. <laughs> 
handing I'll tell them you, out. But what I've I have scoured the reports of this <laughs> wedding, and I cannot find a trace of Sir Elton John. Oh no! Oh. Can you imagine <laughs> in in the in the villa in Nice? Yes, da- David. As have you checked? Have you checked <laughs> the mail today? No, uh, no. I, I, I it's not here. <laughs> look, it might have fallen behind the piano. I'm, I, I bet he's been absolute. When I looked at it, I, felt I, I read the guest list and I mm. actually sang. Because there was no Elton John. <laughs> yeah. But how can Elton John not have been at an enormous showbiz wedding in Venice? How did that happen? I, I think it's a violation of his human rights. I, I do, really yeah. do. <laughs> I do. I, sh- I should tell the bride. Yeah. Maybe when he's going through kiss. a... How can I put this? I think he goes through what I call tracksuit periods in his life. Excellent. Oh, yeah, he does. You know he, what I mean? Do you think he was invited? If he'd have been invited, he'd have been there like a shot. I'm surprised there wasn't suddenly a sort of floating piano didn't come down <laughs> the Grand Canal with, yeah. with him <laughs> desperately trying to do a version <laughs> of your song with references to George and... Nice, uh, yeah. What, what's she called? Aladdin. Uh, uh, no, not Amal. Aladdin. Amal. Yeah. 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 That he didn't come down doing a special version for them with them saying, no, you're not invited. Rock up my head. No, you're not invited. <laughs> I remember. No, go away. <laughs> Just see him going off into the distance. Goodbye, you're a break <laughs> Can you get out of the way? I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah. But how could Elton John not have been at that wedding? There's a story here. So I think. There's a story. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. There's a news story that has rung a bell with me. Um, it's about new mothers apparently get uh, gen- uh, jealous, envious of their kids' clothes because baby clothes are so fashionable now and new mm. mums, apparently, they don't spend as much on themselves to try and look good as they did before. They reduce oh. their spending. What about yummy mummies? Well, I'm a big fan of yummy mummies. I'm glad you brought that well, up. Yeah. What? As a, as, Absolutely as, as disgusting. A, as, a, as, a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah. as a genre, there would be a genre that I would, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the yummy mummy genre. Okay, that's what I can say. Well, I'm, I can but say I'm, also, I'm glad you feel you can speak freely. I, <laughs> I'm here to tell you, you can't. So. I, I'm also a big... Uh, Sufferer from from strange envies. I, I yes. get I get jealous of my own children's clothes. Um, really? As in the clothes of my children, not children's clothes that I've invented. Like I've got a range or anything. Mm. Um, yeah, they get some really cool stuff. I'd like to see your children's <laughs> clothes. <laughs> I look like Victorian street urchins. <laughs> um, I I get jealous of other men's beards. I get beard envy. I get comfy envy. Do you ever get comfy envy where somebody just looks really comfortable in the clothes that they've got on? Have you ever had that? If someone says to me, that looks so comfy, <laughs> I punch them. Really? Yeah. You think that's a bad thing? Yeah. Honestly, I did a gig with somebody recently and they had on some, like, I think quite quality denim but they'd been worn in. A right. T-shirt, a cardigan... And a and one of those gown. <laughs> a dressing gown. <laughs> and one of those Baker Boy hats. Honestly, he was doing a gig, but he looked like he could have happily gone on a long-haul flight. Can I fess up? What is a Baker Boy fess, hat? Fess up. That's a hat that Baker Boys used to wear. <laughs> There's quite a well-known... Baker Boys as in people sure. who bake? Yeah, I think okay. they delivered bread. I mean, we'll probably get some text explaining it. I, d- I just don't mm. know what it means. It's got a peak and, I think... Six or perhaps it's eight panels. It's a bit peaky blinder. Oh, it's a bit peaky blinder, blinder oh, okay. but more um, more panelled um, than that. 
Very comfortable looking. I though. get I get the baby clothes thing. I get very envious. Of the baby Ma- clothes? Mainly the sizes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nought to three. Yeah. My dream. <laughs> um, but yet some of them are beautiful. I've got to be honest. Well, I... And cheap without the vat, of course. One <laughs> garment I really don't envy, um, Boz. Boz wears a, uh, a jumper with his age on. Oh, no, uh, I won't be doing I, that. I, I don't think that's going to catch on, is it? No. Uh-huh. Not in my neck of the woods. No. no so he's got, he's got, like, a big two on the front of it. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to go in with that. I quite that. like the jeans with the elasticated waist, though. Well, that's a, that's a boon, always, at our yeah. age. Yeah. <laughs> <Smashing>. <laughs> Yeah, I like... Great, uh, great for having a big meal, aren't they? I like a yeah. beer, I must... I've got to tell you. <laughs> All these items are available at the I Have Given Up shop, which <laughs> Frank and I are going to start going to. Yeah. No, a beer. they advertise in newspapers, yeah. don't they? I think adult bibs would make a lot of sense, don't yeah. you think? Mm-hmm. I often uh, spill stuff. I mean, it's only in a rib shack. Do you, is it really OK to wear a, mm-hmm. a bib? I call it, I call it a, a bib shack. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call it. But are they, are they complete? You know, if you think that we, it's it's more acceptable for a child to have food and stuff, mm. we might have a nice, uh, you know, look, I mean, look, Emily always comes here immaculately. It would make absolute sense yeah. if she put a bib on for brunch. <laughs> yeah. It's nice that you said that she always, what, am I turning up? Actually, I've got them. Um, yeah. No, no, you turn up like you're looking like you're in Ocean Coliseum, <laughs> like you always do. I'll take that, I'll take that. And that's fine, but um, I, why aren't there adult bibs more or more often? It's a good point. I'm, I'm serious, I think that'd be a good idea. I'm always looking for an invention, me. Yeah. <laughs> you're listening to the Frank Skinner Podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Uh, We were talking about getting envious of uh, children's clothes and other strange envies. I, uh, I don't know if this says a lot about me, but I get envious of people with big, strong looking calf muscles... Mm-hmm. And I get especially envious of people with those, you know, those little, small, strong hands, like you sometimes oh, like see. Me. No, <laughs> robots. <laughs> lady, aren't no, not robots. Like kind of little not Danny robots. DeVito, powerful, really? like you builders' hands, hands, like those little pudgy, strong-fingered. Oh no! Oh, I haven't got those. My hands are long and sort of like penis. They are nice, but they're not. <laughs> They're not but macho or strong. They're more ca- they're Capaldi lo- hands. I saw a documentary about fisher women, and they were. <laughs> yeah. I got really jealous of well, their hands. You call it a documentary. <laughs> cool, cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah. um, ah. Can I tell you what I envy? Please do. Animals of the wealthy, <laughs> because they've got a lovely life. Oh. Carried around. Oh, they've got the good postcode, but they don't have to talk to the terrible plus one. Yeah. That's yeah, great. but aren't they drowned not by servants? <laughs> Don't you end up being drowned by servants when you become unfashionable? I just right. think they've got the perfect oh, deal. I thought you meant drowned as in, with attention of the no. servants. <laughs> I, I, no, I think I didn't realise you meant that they meet a face. You know, when they say, you know, I think Yorkshire Terriers just aren't in anymore. Clive, could you... Uh... <laughs> and then it, you never see it again. Oh, dear. Mm. Yeah, Awful. I suppose there's a downside. Okay. My, um, uh, my son has got... Um, it's got these things that's an all-in-one, but it's... I don't, what would you call one where they, they button up the crotch? It's legless, um, but they button up the crotch. Oh, it's not a baby it? grow. It's yeah. a, I suppose it's yeah. a baby grow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't fit in it now. Yeah. But it had Bruce Lee and a really good oh, drawing of Bruce Lee. Oh, lovely. Lee. 
but it was tight on the gossip, even on my child. <laughs> it got it got so tight on the gossip that I, I realised that uh, eventually I realised his feet weren't touching the floor anymore. <laughs> it's actually being raised up. So uh, we had to we had to stop that. But I would I would have loved that. I don't know if I could get away with the baby grow, but if I wore it with trousers over the top, who'd know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your little secret. Well, women, you know, women will wear a teddy under jeans. A teddy. Yeah, Teddy. I don't know, Teddy. Is that what it's called, a Teddy? Have I said a bad thing? No, yeah, <laughs> Teddy. Is that, is that what it's, it's called? It's a Teddy, isn't it? Uh, I think you mean a body. A body. What's a Teddy, then? A Teddy is, um, nightwear. Oh. I believe, yeah. I don't know that. Not in our house. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought I've made a terrible faux pas. I'm, I'm enjoying it at the moment. You know, sometimes... Embarrassment can be terrible, but sometimes it can. You're just glad of the warmth. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a text in. Mm-hmm. This is from one of my regulars, Simon the Art Dealer. Oh yes, he's got strong views on Venice as well. <laughs> Simon says Venice. I did it the other way round, Frank. I was dumb. Yeah, well, but I mean that you don't have to go into those kind of details. <laughs> I was dumped by my girlfriend, Sarah. Oh, we've named her now. Oh. Who ran off with the guy who owned the local Greek restaurant. Oh. What, in Venice or Happens back home? Well, is it? I don't back know. home, I think. And okay. so, to cheer myself up, I decided to go to Venice. Idiot. That would do it. <laughs> Every bridge, piazza and gondola was awash with loving and courting couples. Mm. I couldn't escape fools dropping to one knee in proposal. Oh, dear. Yeah, um, it was, oh, uh, Simon, you brought it on yourself. It was a bad idea, wasn't it? How do <laughs> I get over this relationship? I know I'll go to Venice on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't help thinking of poor Dirt Bogard. <laughs> he should have gone to Iron Apple, Frank. He would have made him want to be celibate for life. That would have been good. Well, there's lots of... Uh, probably the last place on earth I'd want to go on my own would be Venice, I think. Yeah. Is that true? No, actually, I'd, I'd happily go into the <laughs> galleries, have a little pizza... <laughs> a little pizza. Yeah. And then, you <laughs> know... They do pizza for one, do they? Because, let's face it, I'd be looking at those couples holding hands, but I'd be doing it disparagingly, thinking, yeah. oh, thus is your insecurity that you have to put on public <laughs> displays of affection. Yeah, like he does when he says fools. I like the fact that he calls them fools dropping on one knee. Yes. Yeah. How's Unless the arm? <laughs> How's the bite? Stop scratching. It's I've, I've applied cream to the bite now. Yeah. I can't bear uh, that we have to keep saying stop scratching. It's like being in the workhouse. Mm-hmm. Are you there, you'd know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair um, enough. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. And I believe we're now about to enter email corner, having dealt with oh, what, a, what I like to call hold, the text hold message. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In my life, I found that it pays to wait. Hold on. <laughs> Does anybody know this song? Is that it's a- by Peter Skellen. Is it? Mm. Okay. Oh, oh. Email corner. <laughs> Emily Dean on lead vocals. Eh? <laughs> That's the email corner jingle. Feet, Emily Dean. <laughs> I like the implication that there are any sort of other vocals on mm-hmm. that track. Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. I'm listening to your back catalogue of podcasts and have come across some etymological questions that have hung in the ether unanswered. What? Have they? 
I thought I would try and answer them for you. In a show from 2012, you ask where the term stool pigeon comes from. It's a reasonable question. Of yes. course, yeah. I believe the phrase comes from the hunting of passenger pigeons in North America, in which they would capture one of the birds, tie it to a stool... Hold it, passenger pigeons? Yeah. What are they? I think they're those pigeons that you occasionally see getting a backy off other pigeons. <laughs> yeah, ferrying mice from yeah, town to seen town. That. I've never heard of a pa- messenger pigeons I've heard of. Mm. Yeah, and then there's passenger pigeons. They carry passengers. They're sort of freeloaders, really, yeah. OK. I don't know. <laughs> no, I've never heard that. Maybe they're like scrubs. They don't have their own car or something. Scrubs? <laughs> scrubs. <laughs> and you know what scrubs are? No, I remember the uh, popular TV show... Oh, uh-huh. no. I what are to... scrubs? Scrub Daisy, can you explain what a scrub is? <laughs> it, it's it's a guy who perhaps doesn't own his own vehicle or his own car. It's kind of a street thing. Isn't it like They're an impoverished scrubs. chap? And so yeah. he gets lifts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. OK. All right. I never thought I'd have to explain what scrubs were. <laughs> well, I never thought I wouldn't know what scrubs were. <laughs> how could I have thought that when I didn't know what scrubs were? If I didn't know what they were, how could I know that I didn't know what... didn't know what they were? Okay, next. You're listening to absolute <laughs> existentialism. Yes. Uh, I, the hunting of passenger pigeons in North America, in which they would capture one of the birds, tie it to a stool, and as the birds were so gregarious, a flock would assemble around the captured bird, which <laughs> like made a gig. it which made for easy hunting. It's like a rat pack gig. Yeah. There'd be one of them on a stool. I imagine they forced it into a roll neck sweater. Uh huh. And the others would gather. That's exactly how it works with stool pigeons. Yeah, that sounds too literal, doesn't it, mm. really, that a stool pigeon would be on a stool? No, that's why it was called a stool pigeon, because it was on a stool. It was actually a yes, passenger I, I pigeon. I got that, I got that. Yeah. This is I getting nasty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. but, I mean, you'd, I thought it would be some complicated, but in fact it was called a stool pigeon because it was on a stool. Well, mm. due to that overhunting, the species went from the most numerous bird in the world to extinct with oh, the last oh, remaining oh, bird. Oh, keep it light. <laughs> Last remaining bird dying in Cincinnati oh, Zoo in yeah. 1916. Well, um... He th- said, not Google date, but believe correct. <laughs> Can I just say, our, th- our thoughts are with its family. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on 8 12 15. No, really. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. David Baddiel's in the building already. He's he in the building. He's in the building. Came in, took a chocolate biscuit, left. Also, I'm I'm mid email. We're still in email corner. Still got to do You're the medieval. tail end of. <laughs> I, I am. I've got to do the tail end of this email from Ivan yes. in Cambridge. But if I can just trail something else, we've had an email from some naturists. That's all I'm saying. Okay. We'll, we'll pick that up later. Um, you will. <laughs> I will yeah. Uh, the email about uh, the stool pigeon. I still, know, it I still don't know what a passenger pigeon is. No. Today's texting, uh, 8, 12, 15, what is a passenger pigeon and why? Why is it called that? 
Uh, it continues also whilst interviewing Ross Noble in 2011. It's going back some, this, isn't it? A bit forensic. Mm. You asked where the term rain check comes from. This term also derives from North America, where if a baseball game was called off due to bad weather, people who had bought tickets would be given a rain check so they could enter the stadium when the game was rescheduled. Hope this helps, and the show is, of course, brilliant, as are you three, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, that's... Uh... That's cleared something up for me, because yeah. I actually thought it was rain check, as in C-H-E-C-K. I thought it was someone putting their hand out, like, oh, I'll just check if it's raining or not. Oh. When someone said, oh, we're going to have to take a rain check on that, I thought they meant, like, we'll... We'll yes. see. Do you know but what? It doesn't mean that, does it? it I think, com- it, I think oh. it probably does. No, I, I think that makes sense. Because a rain check is, well, I can't do it today, I'll do it another day. Yeah. Mm. And that's what happens with the baseball. If it's rained off, it's done we'll later on. I love check. it. I, I enjoy it. I Thank enjoy you, it. Ivan, in Cambridge. You I sound quite intelligent. Good. Yeah, it's really good. I was at the Shea Stadium once in uh, in New York. Worked with them all. And every time... Oh. Uh, Every time a batter got out for the opposition, was, it's New York Mets played there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this old guy next to me went, "Good night," <laughs> and uh, I found myself do it for years. It became one of my um, what did you call me the earworms? Yes, mm. yeah. And uh, what I, particularly if I was doing a new material gig, stand up. When I went to and when I'm at the list at the end to see how stuff had gone, when I got to a joke that had gone really badly, I'd go "Good night" <laughs> as I crossed it out. <laughs> oh, this, I used to go there a lot, Shea Stadium. Mm-hmm. I um, once um, I bought some uh, cracker jack there. You know that sort of uh, cracknel not toffee stuff. Oh yeah, I bought some With of that. With your teeth? Mm, are you out of it your mind? <laughs> And the guy, I said, the guy said, uh, there's your, uh, he, he gave me the money and I said, thank you. And he said, oh, you mean keep the change? And I said, oh. what? He said, no, in, in New York, when we say thank you, that means keep the change. Oh, and I no. said, oh, okay, well, keep the change. <laughs> He's like a real wimp. And this guy <laughs> next to me said, I've lived in New York for 45 years. I've never heard that in my oh. life. I was ripped off. Yeah, you got mugged. And if I ever... Mm-hmm. You got murked. Um... <laughs> Can we get on to email two, please? Mm. Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, regarding Frank's recent comments about science being boring... Yes. You'd think that as a scientist... In fact, this was a debate I had with David Baddiel. <laughs> who oh, now, you? now that science is fashionable, he started claiming that it's all interesting, that he's always liked it. <laughs> Don't say that. He's in the building. He's in the, about to be in he's the He's not the only one. He's, he's the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> I, think anyway. that's, I think that's his family, now. <laughs> However, I find myself agreeing with Frank about the recent change. I think I can explain it best by invoking Frank's comments about how he felt when seeing people in the pub on New Year's Eve <laughs> during his central reservation years. Mm. Yes, I should say that when I, was a, when I had a drink problem, I used to be very mm. resentful about New Year's Eve because part-time drinkers would come yeah. and make it difficult to get served. Yeah. Yes. Annoying. He says, um, as a scientist, this is how I feel when I see people going on about how science is, category C, swear word, awesome. Mm. When they have not spent years going through the meticulous carrying out of experiments. Quite right. Yeah. Mm. I love this guy. Of course, I love science, but then I know what it actually is. Yes, I hope this email wasn't too pompous. Regards, Samuel. Pompous? I feel like I've just finished a chocolate eclair. (laughs) I love that email. That's exactly my point. Respect to science and scientists. Disrespect to the bandwagon jumpers. Tourists. Yeah, exactly. Science, tourism. 
you know. Although I do think we should begin a, uh, a an email trend of what do you think is boring. <laughs> I think that's quite good. <laughs> Formula it's One, a bit risky. Like motor racing. I mean, that guy that was complaining earlier. Oh, you've given away who's on the grid. <laughs> oh God, what a terrible thing to have learned before you needed to know it. But we're all different. Oh mm. yeah, but I mean, some people are into really boring stuff. I mean, I'm into boring stuff, but they're into really. I don't boring wish to know stuff, what you're into, they? frankly. Just, <laughs> just, just think, if science hadn't got fashionable, Professor Brian Cox would probably be working in a pharmacy <laughs> now. And I, I reckon he'd have those. You know those bits of white you get in the oh. corner of your mouth. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, I, I, I reckon he'd have those. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'll tell you what I've been wanting to discuss this morning is uh, Floyd. Are you familiar with the work of Floyd Mayweather Jr.? Well, Floyd. I, I mean, I, I know I know what he does for a, a living. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to rattle off details of his various belts. Well, you better start mm-hmm. getting familiar. He's a pugilist <laughs> because he doesn't like it if someone doesn't give him his propers. He mm-hmm. was in um, rather extraordinarily <laughs> a Brixton Barbers. Uh-huh. Yes, Floyd Mayweather, the uh, the famous yes. boxer. Okay. He earns 50 million a fight, I read. He's bald, isn't he? Well, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe they just spray Mr Sheen on his head. <laughs> yeah. Is that why he... Why would he go into He's the barber? He's got a goatee. He might be getting trimmed. Oh, maybe. Money to burn, these people. He could have done that himself with some nail scissors if he'd wanted. Yeah, but he has got money to burn. He's the money exactly. man. That's He's the money fine, man. Yeah. He, he poses with pictures like... of himself in his bed... With, with all his money. But what I like is he's all, t- <laughs> he's all tucked up in the duvet. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look very cool. Yeah. Why does he do that? Can, no, Why no, do they pose with cash? It's, it's, a bit, it's, like, it's, a bit, it's a bit 70s cash, isn't it? it well, that's <laughs> the nice thing about it. It's got a lovely Ken Dodd feel to it, that picture. <laughs> From a time when people kept money in their bedroom, you know, underneath the mattress yeah. and stuff. It's, I, mm-hmm. I, I like Floyd. He's a bit of a, a throwback to those... Uh, yeah. I like him. Um, I think he should post. He's uh, cashing in. That's what he should be known. It's not the <laughs> money man. <laughs> Floyd cashing in Mayweather. Imagine if he was introduced like that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think it'd be much cooler if he Let's had. Let's get just... ready to rustle. <laughs> Very good. Oh, thanks. Pictures of him with his bank statements. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My super saver, Abby National, high interest account. That's the yeah. trouble. With a nectar, <laughs> a, ne- a nectar across one <laughs> chest. <laughs> anyway, Floyd got approached by this. Um, Rather spirited character. Yes. She approached him. Mm-hmm. She uh, said, a lady. I don't yeah, know lady. you. In the barbers, yeah. She said, I don't know you. And um, he was getting a bit um, irate at this. Mm-hmm. And she said she didn't know him. She said she knew who Mike Tyson was. <laughs> yes. She well. said, I-, I like exciting fights. <laughs> to which he said, Google! Mm-hmm. Rather in the manner, in the very similar to how you would do it, Frank. I, I kind of I, I watched the video of this, and uh, which is it's on it's on the internet. If anyone's interested, yeah. I I warmed to Floyd. I I thought he was sort of um, winding her up a bit. Oh, do you think? Did you think he was angry? I didn't see the video. I only saw. I the thought it was his, his entourage were trying about saying things like, you know, one of the greatest fighters of all time, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Mm. You know, the way entourage they can be very encouraging. Yeah, entourage. yeah. Be a little bit of mob rule there. Can't yeah, they? exactly. They, they but I thought I liked it when he shouted Google. I like. Well, there was one member of the entourage who said, um, "Biggest in the world," and mm. I thought that would have been my role. If someone came up to you and didn't know you, I'd have to say that. Yeah, well, biggest in, in the world. Yeah, I'd be there going, biggest yeah. in the world. Yeah. If someone thought you were Pasquale. And I'd say, yeah, money man. 
Hold on. There's a bit where he says, uh, 100 million in 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is difficult to work out his hourly or his minutely rate. Well, I suppose 60 minutes is one hour. 100 million pound an hour. What's that for a minute? That's... That's a tricky song, Yeah, the thing it? is with boxers, though, of course, is their rate goes up depending on how quick they finish the other bloke off. Yeah. So if you can get oh, in is there it, really... is it no win, no fee? I think, um, I think you'll find that's injury liars <laughs> Oh, OK. <for> us. <laughs> I knew uh, there was an injury of some sort involved. I don't He's know if injury liars <laughs> for us will handle <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> Any boxer. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, if he finishes off quicker, then he could reduce that rate. It reminds me, do you know that LL Cool J track when he says, some suckers don't <laughs> like me, but I'm not concerned. Six mm. K a night is what I earn. Six K for 20 minutes, that's what I earn. Nice. Uh, when I first heard that, I thought, I, you know, I remember at work when we used to get our wage slips, everyone was incredibly defensive and secretive. There's mm. a man singing <laughs> about his actual rights. What about the bloke, that uh, woman that George Clooney married? Amal thingy. Oh, yeah. If she works in the evening, does she have Amal night rights? <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I feel like I can bring you news that may help your gardening career now, Frank. Um, we've had a text in uh, from 441. The only time you don't mow grass is when it's frosty. In the rain is okay. And then it says ATG. Really? I don't know what ATG stands for. Um, Tug the groundsman from Devizes, and he says I he's a groundsman. Not. Don't tell me what <laughs> he <to> says. <laughs> he's a, says he's a groundsman. I didn't so like that. Dh Lawrence follow up. Word carries. Yeah, mm. ATG. ATG. All the all the green. Oh, maybe. All the gra- All the all the leaves are brown. All the leaves are brown. Um, that's um, weather. So there you go. Weather the only report. time the only time you don't mow grass is when it's frosty. That's odd because when I mow it wet, it's it's clacks to every all the mower and stuck to the rotary yeah. blade, mm. central axle. I think. Oh, um, you know your onions in fairness. No, I'm completely I making it up. Okay. Don't mow the onions. Don't mow the onions. That's a definite no, no. The only time you don't mow grass is when it's frosty. I'll That's remember, what you're taking away that. from today's show. Okay. Never mind that. We've had uh, texting from a couple of naturists. Oh, I told oh, you there'd be naturists listening. You did. I, th- I think I said five, but three to go. This is from Sean. It says Sean's iPhone at the end. Okay. So I'm just letting you know. I wonder where he keeps that. Well, mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and my missus mm. are naturists and would never wear a dressing gown or bathrobe. No. Which are two different things. Oh. We are naked, obviously. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I, well, lo- I love house. that Richard Curtis film. No, around, I think they mean the now. House. I think they mean now as they send the email. Okay. No need to put on a toweling robe straight out of the bath or shower and would never put on a gown of any type to walk around the house. Oh. Dressing gowns are for people who refuse to reveal any flesh at all. Mm-hmm. Don't be so embarrassed about what God gave you. Show it off and flaunt it. Oh. Sean's iPhone. So he knows to yes. appeal to your uh, belief in a beneficent deity as well, <laughs> doesn't he? He knows yeah. how to get your your mind on side. But yes. Do you say show it off and flaunt Mine, it? Mine, you're not big on nudity, the Catholic Church. <laughs> to, be, to be absolutely honest. Um, I've, I've always found it a bit of a... What I like about the whole idea of, um, of naturism mm. mm-hmm. is that they are completely... It's, it's a bit like that dance like there's no one watching. You know, be yeah. naked like there's no one watching. But I couldn't do it myself. Mm. I don't know. If I had a fantastic bod, 
but they never have. I'm sure these people have. I'm sure they're the rare exception. But, you know, it, I think it's a, a well-known wisdom that the people who um, get naked are the people who shouldn't. Right. Yeah. But um, thanks for texting. <laughs> uh-huh. No, this might be an exception. You do get the occasional stunning. I, I, I went out with a very um, uh, uh, stunning, stunningly good-looking uh, naturist. Uh-huh. Until um, that trip to Venice, yeah? Yeah. And uh, what... Where he went, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I never took oh, yeah. her to Venice. I, I last saw him with George Michael. Yeah, what? I want to let, let him drive a gondola. <laughs> <laughs> Could take the palace down. Um, yes, okay. We, I'm. Uh, so it's, we haven't had a uh, a guest for such a long time. No. How are you feeling about it? I'm all right about it. Are oh, we got right DB out in the? Co- is he in the corridor? Yeah, yeah. Next. He's pacing up and down. It's mm-hmm. difficult, isn't it? Because we don't normally have guests. We just carry on in our own, our own way. Can see him through that window. Actually, he's doing crunches to prepare for the show. <laughs> That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, he was doing um, lion bars when I looked earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, who's shall I um, shall I be the sort of question master? You be the question you? master. You can have the conch, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we should maybe come up with a tactic. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, Christmas tree formation. Okay, I'll I'll go in, and then uh, if you go in the hole, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. be I'll be waiting for you. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. David Badil is here. Hello, Frank. Are we all supposed to applaud? Is that what they do? Oh, on radio? well, I think it's ruined now. No, asking for applause, it it doesn't fill my heart with joy. <laughs> okay. It's not spontaneous. It's a bit the posse, isn't it? As yeah. well, yeah. it is a touch. But a lot of they do. When I do uh, Steve Wright in the afternoon, which you must do as well, do you? I've done Steve Wright in the afternoon. I've sometimes mm. done it when it's not in the afternoon. <laughs> well, yeah, he pre-records oh. it sometimes. Oh, I don't think you should give that away. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I've done it now. I've just said it. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. This is they like still... you say we pay, Gates. But they do, they do applaud. They always do that thing. Yeah. But um, I don't need to take it in any... Don't read anything into it. OK. It's not that kind of show. No, no. It's okay. lovely to be on, though. Well, it's, it's As lovely. you know, I love this show. I listen to it every Saturday. Well, we love you. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Got that bit over. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Right, what are you selling? Well, uh, my <laughs> musical... Thank you, Frank. Uh, my musical, The Infidel, the musical version of my film that came out a few years ago, is on oh, tonight. My, 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 yes, the thing that I did uh, is on at Stratford East, Theatre Royal Stratford East in East London tonight. Oh, so it's the first preview. Here's the thing, the previews, I didn't really know this until I started doing theatre. I know you're going to say they're cheap and they're it's cheap. breaking your heart. <laughs> 13 quid! <laughs> it's breaking my heart. 13 quid! Because, uh, uh, like, when you do stand-up, as yeah. you will know, you try stuff out and it's not quite right and that is often mm. cheaper. But previews, I, no one comes on at the start and says, look, this might be rubbish, so please mm. don't worry about that. They, we just do, do people know that there might be a bit where someone's waiting for a door to come on and it doesn't come and he has to mime knocking? That sort of stuff might happen. Well, I've, oh, I've, been, yeah. I've been to uh, theatrical previews where things have... Um, gone a, a bit wrong. I remember a male dancer getting his uh, foot caught in a revolving stage. What, sound, what show was that? Sound, <laughs> I'd never heard that sound before or since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but that was a preview. I think. I think you are allowed though, just to get to, to get the kinks out, as it were. Well, they're doing a musical too. They I don't know if you know that. I shouldn't Actually. be advertising that one. It's a rival. You've come on and plugged someone yeah. else's musical. It's very unlike me. But uh, yeah, well, because we had a dress yesterday, a dress rehearsal. Oh, mm. and we've got. So thespian. I've said dress. We had a dress. Yes, I have got so thespian. Jazz hands. How did it go, love? Well, it was very good, apart from the fact there were lots of bits where technically it was a bit all over the place. Well, there you go. That's why you got your preview. I 
know, but I didn't. I didn't really know. Have you ever? I haven't been myself to a preview. I think ever. I think I've only read reviews, so after press night, to use another theatrical term, yes. and gone afterwards. I didn't know there was this two weeks where you see work in progress. I didn't really know that. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's exciting, though. You'll yeah. be able to watch it evolve. Yeah, I will. I will. You don't nice. believe in evolution, do you? I saw, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't mind the gist of it. <laughs> I love the sound of the previews, but um, I'll, I'll be at the premiere. You'll be at the premiere, of course. Okay? No, yeah, you were number one on the list, darling. Thank you very much. Do you, ever, you must walk around sometimes, walk around your half British town and think evolution. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you two to get involved in a science argument. Now. You two are they here? <laughs> They're on my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I can't help that. And I cannot, That's evolution for I you. Cannot shift them. Evolution. It's abuse. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm here with the children's author, David Baddiel. <laughs> you brought that out of nothing. I yes, was talking about something completely different in the last link, and mm. people will be confused. But yeah, I've also written a children's book, that's right. Frank, Frank's looking at a bite, I should say, listeners, on his arm. He's got a flea bite on his arm. I never didn't say it was a flea. It's well, I'm assuming a bed bug. I don't know what it was. <laughs> is, it, is it from your garden? Because Frank lives near me now, mm. and I'm worried the same flea. Or mosquito might come down to my garden with whatever disease you're carrying and give it to me. When you're going to wake up tomorrow and say, there's something wrong with my uh, <laughs> core workout, what's happened to me? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I've written You'll a kid's book. I have written a children's book, it's called The Parent Agency. And Ezra, who you all know, my son, yes. he gave me the idea. Oh, I love I, Ezra. Yeah, I love Ezra too, strangely. Did he, say, <laughs> did he say, why haven't you got as much money as J.K. Rowling? <laughs> yeah, well, he, he did virtually say that. Because he said, he was talking about Harry Potter, and right. he said to me, Dad, uh, why hasn't Harry run away from the Dursleys, who you may know is yeah, a yes. horrible muggle family that he lives with, but yeah. he's not at Hogwarts. Uh, why hasn't he run away from them and go and find some better parents? And I said, I don't know, Ezra, but that's given me an idea. Uh, and the idea was... Honestly, I, I said it like I, that. I never get ideas like that. Okay. No, not. I have to sit and squeeze them out. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yours are like windfall fruit. Um, well, yes, uh, they are, but a lot of them are terrible. Uh, but this one wasn't terrible. This was a good idea, because it gave the idea of a kid who uh, is a bit annoyed and fed up with his parents, in the mm. way that most kids get, like, they're a bit boring, they're a bit and strict. can I say, it's rather brilliantly called Barry, yeah, which called I Barry. love. He's annoyed they called him Barry. Yes. They're furious they called him Barry, because uh, they're called Susan and Jeff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he, he, one night, after a big row with them, because he loves James Bond, and, uh, and he wants to have a big James Bond party, and his dad... <laughs> Has boy, as I know, I used to love James Bond. That's what you love. Yes. Can I say, Frank, yeah. I, I've started reading it. It is basically David Baddiel's childhood. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's furious because his dad has bought him the wrong James Bond film. He's bought him the David Niven parody oh, on DVD, no. Casino Royale. So he has a big row, and then at, in his bed, I alone. Thought he, I thought you meant he bought him Quantum of Solace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the wrong James Bond film. Uh, he wishes to the skies for better parents, and then. Lionel Messi and James Bond, who are posters on his wall, basically transport him to a universe where kids are in charge uh, and kids are allowed to choose their own parents through mm -hmm. something called the Parent Agency. And he gets to try out five different types of parents oh, okay. in five days. Rich parents he chooses, uh, the opposite of his parents, basically. Rich parents, famous parents, parents who aren't strict, parents who are really energetic, and parents in which he's the favourite one in the family. OK. Yeah. It's, um... 
Is it a bit uh, insecurity-making for any parent looking at this book? Yeah. Uh, well, for me, because it's my child who came up with the idea. <laughs> yeah. It's my child who said, Dad, what about an idea about a book for a son who goes and finds the better parents? What do you think about that idea? Yeah, I, I feel my son might possibly have gone for younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Actually, that's something that Barry never says. Younger, really? but I should have thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> much, much younger. One who's not going to die quite soon. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> what about that? Yeah, but, you know, I don't think that's such a worry if you know there's an inheritance around the corner. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Labour government get in, they're going to tax it. Oh, God, there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> None of this is in the children's you, book. You know Ed. You're friendly with Ed. You're probably <laughs> I'm friendly know, with Ed. You know something we don't know. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. With the children's author, David Baddiel. The children's author. Come I'm on. reading it tomorrow at the Hartford Children's Book Festival in Hartford, tomorrow morning. Yeah. And this is the thing, again... Another if you'd, plug in. Right, I've got another <laughs> plug. But I wanted to... Because I, I haven't done a children's gig before. No. It's, mm. it's 11 o'clock in the morning, yeah. right? And it's going to be parents, but then a lot of children. Yes. Um, mm. And uh, you can't put children down if they're heckling, which they kind of will be, won't they? You'll children, find a way. Well, mm, I'm not sure I'm worried about it. I'm worried my normal yeah. slightly Tourette's response to hecklers, which is to <laughs> say the first thing that comes into my head <laughs> isn't going to yeah. work with, if children start... You don't want to say it's a shame when cousins marry no. if their parents are in the room. <laughs> no, no, really, you don't want to do that. Yeah. So I, I, I don't really. Know. I, I will be reading from the book and then answering well, it's questions. It's a different world, Dave. Isn't it? I know. Mm. I mean, no, this is what I wanted to say. I, which, because you've written uh, proper adult novels. Yes. Um, when I, I mean, for granted, they're, no, they're, they're not, they're they're not anyone, erotic. I don't want anyone to think you've written <laughs> adult novels. Well, actually, the thing. first one's got some erotic. Well, anyway. <laughs> How do you know if you've written a good children's book? Well, one because way... Because you're not a child. No, well, I am really. I think, actually, one of the things about being a comedian, I think, is that one is much more in touch with the child within yourself than most people, I think. I think it's... Uh, okay. It, I feel it's one of the things about being a comedian. You see, I started reading Harry Potter, and I thought, I can't read this, it's a, it's a children's book. Right. Well, I think, I think the parent agency has got jokes in it that are sort of for parents as well, operates on many levels, but also I do have a nine-year-old child and a 13-year-old child, so mm. unlike when I wrote adult novels, which uh, I wouldn't try out on anyone, mm. I did actually mm. read out bits of them to both oh, my good. kids and see if they worked. And Ezra in particular was quite keen on saying, no, that doesn't work. That's rubbish. <laughs> what about this? And Ezra was very keen on oh, workshopping God. it. How we, he obviously hasn't worked with you before. <laughs> no, no, I, no supper. That was it. <laughs> no pocket money, no supper. He'll I couldn't do that fast. with Frank. Well, I was working with Frank. That didn't work. No. <laughs> Saying no money. It never worked. But you didn't need me because you were an adult who could judge an adult thing. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. It doesn't really matter if, if I like it or don't like it. It's about yeah. whether kids like it. Yeah, well, I, I did... Uh, I did talk to my kids a lot about it and read it, and read it out to them, but to some extent I just went with my own childlike sense of humour, the, the childlike end of my own mm. sense of humour. Mm. I didn't sort of inhibit myself as I might do if I'm writing stand-up or a funny uh, grown-up book, thinking, oh, that's a bit, you know, childlike, it's a bit silly. I thought, no, no, put that in, because it's a bit silly. And so far, kids have really liked it, actually. Kids I mean, I'm to... loving it as well. Well, you're... And I have to say, I hate mm -hmm. Harry Potter yeah. and people with mortgages reading kids' books, but this is my exception. I adore it. Oh, well, thank, you very, me, much. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you I think of you as a very adult and sophisticated person. Thank you. I'm, I'm just going to worry that Dave's just going to wear purple all the time. I saw Malcolm... Uh, Michael Malpergo once. And he was <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact you thought his name was Malcolm Malpergo. Well, he ought to be called Malcolm. Yeah, it does sound like... Yeah, he's got too Mal 
the M's. I think that would like... complete the whole thing if it's called <laughs> yeah. Malcolm. But Michael Malperga was all in purple, yeah. and I don't oh, mean like he? I don't mean a smart suit, like a corduroy, yeah. casual right. suit, and purple trainers, and purple stuff. hat. And I do think I do wonder if children's um, writers a are little bit self-styled, colourful characters. A bit strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, I, I've met I'm him, and he, when I met him, he was working, were also wearing, but kind of deep red rather than purple, but also all matching. Yeah, he, he, wears, yeah. he goes the whole. Yeah. I think he's got his purple wardrobe and his red wardrobe. And yeah, mm. is some kind of strange cult. Possibly. Michael Malpurple, I call it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. You should write a kid's book with that kind of silly material. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I've never even read a kid's book. Well, read I, the parent no, agency. No, but I, when I was a kid, I didn't read kid's books. You didn't read anything, did you, till you were 17? I, I read comic books. Yeah. But, um, well, fair enough. I'd happily write one of those. But no, it, that's, that's why I think it's, it's an incredible sort of guessing game writing for kids. Yeah, it's, but, you know, it's just storytelling at some level. Mm-hmm. You know, which I, I like doing anyway. And so I think everything that, that one does as a writer, performer, sort of is storytelling. And you just think of it as a slightly more focused type of story than you would do otherwise. Well, if you want to see what it's like, I think it's, uh, it's, it's in the sun today, some of it, in the sun <laughs> newspaper. When yeah. you told it me David Bedell's in the sun, I was really worried. Well, there was no. Well, obviously, <laughs> I, I haven't been in it for a while. I, I see what you mean. Um, There's no yeah. warning or anything. It's, it's, well, there are. They get I you now, just like that. I didn't see anything that said, you know, free in today's no. thing. It just suddenly appeared in the middle of the sports pages. <laughs> In the sports pages? Yeah, it's in, it's in yeah. the middle where it's the, sports the sports page. Well, it's a little bit where Barry gets to play for the United Kingdom, which is the national side of oh, the place that well, he's that, gone to. So be. he's playing football in that bit. So still seems a bit of a leap to it in the sports pages in between Jose Mourinho slagging off Arsene Wenger. Oh, that's exactly that seems where a bit it weird. Was. <laughs> where, it was like those bits where, where, where the telly goes all funny in a science fiction film and a monster <laughs> appears <laughs> people on Earth. <laughs> yeah, you came out of nowhere like that. But yeah, so oh. you can check it. You can have a little taster of it in today's uh, Sun newspaper. Mm. Is, it in a, I think, is it in the mirror as well? No. It's everywhere. No, no, no I don't think so. I haven't taken over that. the world. <laughs> it's everywhere. And when that? does it come out, Dave? It comes out on Tuesday, I think. It comes out on Tuesday. And the, and the infidel, infidel is previewing from tonight at the Theatre of Stratford East. Um, it's a great big old musical. Yes. That's what it is. That's what I watch. I think, God, people are actually singing and dancing. And Which so, I like. Yeah, so go and see that and buy the book and stuff. <laughs> sound sound oh, up about it, Frank. Up. <laughs> go on. <laughs> pleased about it. Uh, well, I would be pleased if that happened. I like the idea of having a mate who's the sort of new J.K. Rowling. What, the good. new Malcolm Mulpergo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You and Frank Lampard has written a children's book. He has, yeah. There you go. Good old Frank. Okay. Stop mentioning the rivals. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry. No, and he no, scored no, against I Chelsea think, recently, I so I don't like him anymore I anyway. Think that's Richard Brinsley Sheridan, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, very good. Thanks. Write it if you got that joke. I got it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I knew you'd get it. See? <laughs> yeah. Everyone got it. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank and, you, uh, Frank. And, um, and Emily and Alan. Yes, and all of you. And uh, morning, Peter. Morning, Richie. <laughs> and uh, you say the Creeks thing. I'm going to do the end of Tubble. Sorry, don't, I want... don't preempt the Creeks. Oh, sorry, I love the Creeks thing. Oh, I don't do that anymore. What? Yes. <laughs> Can I'll I? Go, say I'll it? do it just for you. I'll let David do it. I'll <laughs> oh, go on. You do it. Uh, if the good Lord spares us and the Creeks don't rise, we'll see you next week. I love it. <laughs> bye bye. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from eight. Tune in live for the full Frank experience.